You know, I saw a new study that was out the other day, which I guess wasn't surprising. Well, I think it, maybe it was surprising. You know, looking at all the business schools in the country, if you go to Cox School of Business at SMU, you're going to have the third best salary of all of those schools after five years. You'll be making over $100,000. Well, that's an incentive to get off the couch and go to business school, I guess. That also has got to be pleasing to the dean of the Edwin L. Cox School of Business at Southern Methodist University. Matthew B. Myers, he joins us right now. Dean Myers, good to have you with us. Thanks for having me again, David. Appreciate it. That's really impressive. I mean, they start it kind of starts out slow, fifty something or other, but escalating in three years to over a hundred thousand dollars. Where are all these people getting jobs? Well, that, that's a great question. And, and first off, uh, that was a, a study we weren't familiar with, so we were happy to see those numbers. Actually, our numbers for starting salaries is higher than that. It's over seventy thousand dollars. So I'm not sure what data they had there. But we're obviously very happy with the results of it. And I think one of the things about um, about the Cox School is our great fortune to be in North Texas, to be in Dallas. Uh, we all know that the economy is on fire here. A lot of the, the new employment that's taking place is in, is in areas that um, have very, very good uh, career trajectories, not only from salaries, but from the standpoint of advancement inside the organization. And the Cox School is very linked into that. You, you know, the, the, the undergraduates are from everywhere. And I, and in fact, talking to uh, President Turner, he surprised me that so many are from the East Coast. I would guess at the Cox School, it's more people that are here, maybe have existing jobs that take off and go to business school. Uh, yeah, on our, on our graduate side, our MBA program, we had some, we had some great news this year. <clears throat> Excuse me, our MBA program in U.S. News and World jumped all the way up to number 33 from number 41, and we were at uh, in the in the 50s just a few years ago. So the MBA program is largely people that are already in Texas who want to stay in Texas and kind of do a, a pivot inside of their career. But the undergraduates, they come from everywhere. And we do have, as, as yeah. President Turner mentioned, we do have more and more kids coming from the Northeast. Uh, always have had a lot of kids coming from California, and that continues. More and more kids coming from the upper Midwest and the Great Lakes region as well. They want to come south. They want to come to a uh, more and more to a private school with a good business school and in an area where they can stay uh, with these great employment opportunities once they graduate. You know, what everybody's talking about are STEM opportunities now, that, that science, technology, engineering, math is, is the big thing. And obviously there's a great you know, engineering school right next to you, the, the, the Lyle School. Are you at odds with that? I mean, is there competition? Do, do kids have to choose between, you know, a STEM education and a, and a business education? Absolutely not. We work very closely with the Lyle School. In fact, we have the Hart Institute for Technology, Innovation, and Entrepreneurship, which is a joint venture between the Lyle School of Engineering and the Cox School of Business, which really puts new products and processes out there. We work really closely with them. And the STEM side is really one of the things I think you're seeing that's a big advantage for business schools as well. A lot of those salaries that you talked about are in areas uh, like uh, higher tech, biotech, not just in banking and not just in oil and gas and energy anymore. They're taking business students who have great mathematical and quantitative skill backgrounds and so the STEM, kind of the, the rise in STEM around the country, and particularly in the South, particularly in Texas, is benefiting business students as much as they are engineering or the hard science. But, you know, the portability of a business education, I've always found fascinating. There was a wonderful guy who was a friend of ours, Al Casey. And Al Casey had this remarkable career. He was, I think for a decade, he was CEO of Times Mirror out on the West Coast, you know, publishing. Then he came 
And he was, for, for probably a decade, he was the CEO of American Airlines, was the guy who moved it from New York to, to North Texas. And then right. he became Postmaster General, and then I think he, he headed up the, the Resolution Trust to bail out, you know, all the, the ills of the banking community. And I asked him, I said, how could you have a career like that? He said, you got to have a business major. You got to be, <laughs> I got my MBA, and that's the thing that did it. And it gave him these, this ability to pivot. Right, right. And I think the part of the understanding of, of what graduate education and even more and more undergraduate education business provides people is the ability to lead. It's not just the capability to, to run accounting spreadsheets or understand banking statements and, and, and business models. It's the ability to lead. And I think the top business schools are the ones that are focusing on that. Um, and that uh, translates across every different industrial sector and across for-profits and non-profits as well. So it, it is a very valuable degree to have. And we think as Cox grows, uh, one of the things that we're, we're really paying attention to is how to focus on developing that next generation of leaders, not just for Texas, but nationwide. And I think it's working to our advantage. And of course, the other challenge is how to pay for it. I mean, we've had all this... You know, let's talk about the tuition remission and forgiving, you know, student loans and that sort of thing. It's brought that. But that's for undergraduates. And then you layer on, you know, a, a, an MBA, a graduate program. And it's just, you know, how do you pay for it? Yeah, it, that's a great question. I think, you know, more and more, I would I would guess and this is anecdotal, but I would guess that more and more full time MBA programs are being populated with people who don't have undergraduate business careers. They're engineers or they're chemists or they're political science or what have you, who are really trying to grab that opportunity to understand business and leadership in business. I think one of the things we're seeing nationwide is that more and more undergraduates from the top business schools, they're not going back for their MBA because one, they've received such a great undergraduate business education and two, they are fast tracking so quickly inside of the organization, they're basically working and getting their MBA at the same time. So the combination of, of those two degrees and the costs that go with it, we're seeing that alleviated a little bit because of the quality of the undergraduate business degree. And, and in some cases, the employers will pay for this, right? No, that's right. In, in many cases, if the employers are really trying to beef up their business capability, particularly as uh, businesses that uh, are, are growing on the, on the technology side, on the biotech side and the healthcare side, and they really need to bring those healthcare professionals or those technology professionals into the fold of understanding business. In many cases, they'll send those individuals back for working professional MBA programs that are you call them weekend programs or executive MBA programs. In many cases, they subsidize uh, that tuition in order to make sure that they've got the best talent inside of their organization. So, so can you perpetuate yourself? I mean, you've, you've got so many graduates out there and so many are around here. Are they coming back on campus and recruiting you know, rising graduates of Cox? Oh, David, it's the virtual circle. It's a very, it's, it's, it's the best thing we've got going. We've got over 40,000 uh, alumni worldwide and our relationships with those alumni and with the companies where they work, it's a strategic relationship. It's not a transactional one. So they come back and they hire our graduates, but they also help us build new curricula, build new programs, help us modernize, you know, help us keep up with, with the constant pace of change inside of business. So it's a great opportunity for us when keeping those alumni engaged, whether they're in Dallas or whether they're in Singapore or London, keeping those op keeping those alumni engaged is really what makes us who we are and also keeps that community of growth in place for the Cox School. You know, we were on campus a few years ago, I remember uh, meeting with David Miller, and he and his wife had just made an enormous gift to the, the Cox School. He's an alum. 
and and I gather, and this was for the quad sort of finishing out construction right. of the school. Is that and you're you're close to finishing that out, right? We are. We're over halfway, and we we broke ground on May sixth of last year, and we're going to cut the ribbon on the new uh, David B. Miller Quad uh, in May of 2024. So we're less than 10 months away from the grand opening of, of the quad. And it is going to make a world of difference for us. Not only is there uh, more room for our students and, and greater opportunity to teach in a very modern way inside of the organization or inside of the school, but it also brings a kind of that, that sense of, of, of newness and that, that new era of business education uh, into play. So we're very excited about the launch of that in May. Uh, the Millers have been, uh, you know, fundamental in making that happen, as have so many other key donors and supporters for the Cox School and SMU. So about 10 months from now, we're going to have great news and a lot of really good pictures of cutting that ribbon. So David's background is, uh, well, it's financial, but it's energy. Uh, it's all against right. in deals. And so is that still the the push, the crux of of what what goes on at, at Cox School? You know, the McGuire Energy Institute is yeah, awfully well yeah. known. Yeah, you know, NCAP, NCAP's a perfect example of uh, uh, David Miller's NCAP group is a perfect example of really what's catapulted uh, energy finance into the forefront of what's happening inside the energy marketplace and in many cases inside of the finance and investment banking and private equity marketplace too. It's a very important aspect of what we do. About 50 to 55% of our graduates, both undergraduate and, and MBA students are finance majors. And kind of getting back to your earlier point, Sure, they, they do a lot of oil and gas and energy, but they go all across uh, the country and all kinds of different businesses and industrial sectors with that expertise. So finance is a very big, very big part of what we do, but it's they don't just go banking, they go everywhere. And that's what a great part of, of the program and the support we uh, for the program we get. Uh, Matt Myers is the uh, dean of the Edwin L. Cox School of Business at SMU, and it's Good time to have that job, I would think. Thanks for the thanks for the time and congratulations on the the survey. I should credit Venture Smarter actually came out with that uh, survey. Yeah, thank you very much. It's we got a great team over here doing really good work, and we hope you come over and uh, visit the new building when we open her up next May. I look forward to it. For more of our conversation, go to krld.com/ceo. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.